What's up, everybody? This is uh, Matt Gleason. I'm gonna start be start doing a uh, maybe a nightly podcast, just sort of live podcasting a game. So if anyone uh, misses the game at night, they can just listen to my podcast during the day while they're at work or commuting, or whatever, and sort of uh, catch up on the game, hear my commentary. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be doing the um, the Knicks versus the Pistons tonight. Um, to be totally honest with you, I have not um, I have not been following basketball all that much um, in the past couple of years. To be honest, I went to school in Boston. Um, I had a ton of roommates, so fighting over the TV was always a hassle. So I would always watch NFL games, um, and big games, like big playoff games, especially if there was a Boston team in it. Um, but not like the night-to-night hockey, not the night-to-night, um, basketball, especially not baseball, but, um, definitely all the football. Um, but with that said, I am pretty knowledgeable. I know the the players I know I played um, high school basketball and football so I sort of like know the players like the the teams tonight um, I can name probably three people on each team but I will have heard of most of the players or seen them on different teams playing around the league from previous years just because they they always trade out or, or get traded to different teams or such high turnover in the NBA so um, tonight, I, I, to tell you the truth, Porzingis for the Knicks is someone that I've been hearing a lot about. I know he's called like a unicorn. He, he's just a crazy person. Um, and I'm pretty excited to see him play. I have not seen him play. I've seen highlights of him, but I want to see how he goes and how he plays throughout the flow of a game, um, instead of just highlights constantly. Um, who else do the Knicks have? I guess the Knicks have Carmelo Anthony, too. I haven't even heard his name all year. Is he even playing? I have no idea. I'll have to look that up. Um, who else do they have? So maybe I can't name three people on each team. Um, for the Pistons, though... I'm hearing a lot of a lot of good stuff about this Andre Drummond guy. A lot of good stuff. And I, w- I want to see how big of a beast he is. I- I've been hearing that he's the best big man in the league. Um, maybe not the best offensive game, but in terms of defense and rebounding, he's supposed to be it. He's supposed to be the best. I've been hearing this for like the last 18 months. How he's going to be the next big guy to get a crazy, crazy big off-season contract. So, he'll be someone we keep an eye on. Um, let's see, I'm trying to get the rosters of these two teams up. So I can go down them and sort of comment on them a little bit. So the Knicks aren't even as bad as I thought. I know they were like in the tanking 
section of the league. Not actually tanking, but they just sucked last year. But they're they're not that bad. They're five back from 500, so they're just a bad team. They don't outright blow. So they have Aaron Aflalo. I mean, he's all right. Um, pretty good, I guess. Uh, Lou Amundsen, haven't heard of him. This Greek guy, don't know him. Anthony. Um, holy shit. Carmelo Anthony is 31 years old. That makes me feel old. That's crazy. Anyway, um... They got Robin Lopez. He's a decent big man. He's pretty good. Uh, Porzingis. Porzingis is the tallest guy on this team. I'm, I'm outright intrigued by this Porzingis guy. I, I hear he's like a taller Kevin Durant, but he actually has like a, like a big man's game almost. He just needs to put some weight on. I've also heard he, he handles the ball pretty well. This, this is going to be very interesting. But not a lot to get excited about on this Knicks roster. I mean, you have Carmelo Anthony. He sells jerseys and stuff, but he's not going to get you anything. He's not going to get you anywhere. I guess Porzingis has got to be the most electrifying player on this team. And I mean, that's not saying much, but it is saying that he's pretty fucking electrifying. Like, he's one of the most electrifying in this whole league. From what I'm hearing. I haven't experienced this firsthand, but... He's got a lot of buzz, this kid. Alright, now let's go to, um... The Pistons. Where are they? Pistons. Okay, this team's a little bit better. They're above four, uh, 500. Fourth in the Central Division. Um... They seem like a more complete team, looking at their their um, roster. Joel Anthony, a six foot nine, thirty three year old center. That's odd. Six foot nine center. Wow. Um, let's see who else. Reggie Bullock. Um, Andre Drummond, six eleven. 279. He's a pretty big boy. Reggie Jackson. Brandon Jennings. Jody Meeks. Stan Van Gundy. Alright. This team doesn't look bad. I'd like to see him play. Um, I should probably note, I'm from, originally from, um, South Jersey. So I grew up a Philadelphia fan, um, just for, for, for growing up here, that's what I was raised to like, I went to school in Boston, and while I was in Boston, I sort of became a product of the environment, I started finding myself rooting for the Patriots, uh, the Bruins, the Red Sox, and now a lot of people are going to say, they're going to chirp me, saying, oh, you're a front runner, you go to you go to title town, just start rooting for all the winning teams, you fucking loser. No, no. When you're in a, a city with a winning culture and teams that are winning, you can't just sit there 
and be a downer for everyone that's around you. You're gonna, you can't be a downer, you have to like, get involved in these games, and while you're getting involved in watching these games, you're gonna start to like them. Like, the Patriots, I can see how people would hate them, okay? But they have so much to like about them. A, they're fucking unbelievable. They're just so good. Uh, B, they have Gronk, who's the most entertaining person, probably the most entertaining person in the league if you count on the field, off the field. That might even go for any league, the most entertaining person, Gronkowski. And then you have Brady, Edelman. I mean, those are just stories you love. The only team uh, in Boston that I don't root for is the Celtics. I don't know why. I know they have a lot of history. I know that that that's like a big staple of Boston, but just can't get into them. And I know the Sixers suck. The Sixers blow. They're terrible right now. But back from the Allen Iverson days, I just love them. He's probably my favorite basketball player of all time. I know he's not doing too well right now, but I, I got to stick with him just because of the memories I've had in the past. But uh, anyway, this game just... Um, just tipped off. It is already six nothing Detroit with ten forty left in the first. Um, it, this is going to be sort of a struggle, to be honest with you. I have not done a podcast before. I've not announced any professional sport before. Um, so we'll see. Porzingis just let go of three, missed, but just the way that he handled himself there he just shot it you could tell that he's been given the green light on offense to do whatever he wants to do now it's nine nothing uh this could be a long night for the knicks i know it's early i hate when people say that but i don't know that's just a ridiculous statement i just threw out there commercial timeout we'll um We'll pause here and come back um, when the broadcast comes back. So we're back now. Um, the The Pistons just scored another three, so it's it's twelve to two right now. And I gotta tell you, the Knicks have looked terrible on offense. Absolutely terrible. Um, Carmelo doesn't seem to have his assertiveness. Um, they're passing too much. Here we go, Carmelo for two. Missed it anyway, who cares? Um, but the, the announcers just said that Detroit has been shooting 33% for the year from downtown, and they are three of four, four for four tonight. So that's just something to follow. They just missed another three. Knicks have it, they're bringing it down. Um... But like I said, this is going to be a challenge. Not because it's going to be hard to talk through a whole game, but because it's going to be hard to announce a Knicks versus Pistons game. See, the Nick, the uh, the Pistons just missed an alley-oop. Uh, the Knicks are running down the court now. Just sloppy, bad basketball. Porzingis, bad, wide-open miss. Um, 
I don't, I don't know. I thought Phil Jackson was going to come in, and I know he's got a plan, and I know he's trying to run this triangle offense, but I don't know. I feel like and, – and let me preface what I'm about to say by saying that I understand that um, the Knicks are doing better. They're on the rise um, in relation to the past couple years where they've been. Um, and now that Phil Jackson got there, this is probably a result of Phil Jackson getting there. That being said, um, I don't think he's involved enough. I think he does Oh, my God, the Knicks blow. I think that, oh, my, this game is awful. Just another half-court turnover. This is going to be a struggle. Might, might be done at halftime. We'll see. Um, but Phil Jackson... He needs to be more involved. He can't just be a GM. That's not how he is. He he gets his teams to play with full potential um, by using, I don't want to say psychology, but he's a Zen master. He, he psychologically will get the most out of all of his players. Um, and you could say that's through strategy and game planning and stuff, but he I really truly feel like he... Um, empowers his players I guess that would be the word and um, Phil Jackson needing to be involved more matched with Derek Fisher needing to be just absolutely fired right now Derek Fisher's not a good coach Derek Fisher was a very very one of the best role players of all time um, he wasn't a superstar I'm I'm not sure how many all-star games he's been to um, off the top of my head. But he was very good. He was very good on very good teams. Um, I, don't, I don't know how that really translates into being a coach. I don't think it should. I mean, he could have a deal being a, a broadcaster because he's knowledgeable. He's played a lot. He's been there. He knows what it's like to be in these high-pressure situations and uh, these high-pressure games. But that doesn't mean he's best at play calling or scheming for, you know, good players like Andre Drummond or figuring out how to get the most out of Carmelo Anthony. This is the quietest season I've heard from Carmelo Anthony. I haven't heard his name once. I straight up forgot he was even on the team in the I forgot about Carmelo Anthony altogether until I just found him on the roster and he's the type of player he's good enough even though he's 31 that you should never forget him he should be I mean filling up box scores uh, I guess highlights he's never been really like a highlight kind of guy he just fills up the, sh the stat sheet but I, I should not not know about Carmelo Anthony and that that's sort of attributed to Derek Fisher how he uses him how he runs the entire offense so now it's 14-7 um, with five left to go in the first if you took the under you're probably looking pretty good right now 16-7 uh, the Pistons just slicing this defense at will um, Robin Lopez is just lost out there and 
literally as soon as I said that, he just tapped in a basket. So now it's 16-9. Maybe my analysis isn't that great. And one Detroit. That was uh, Johnson. He'll have a shot at, at a, a three-point play. Um, and as I continue to do these podcasts, I'm, I'm going to get better at, um, at the analysis. Like I said, I haven't been following these people, so Stanley Johnson. I'm sorry, Stanley, I've not heard of you um, up until this point. So the more I do this, the more I will sort of... My analysis will be better because I'll know more about these players um, and things like that. Now, I also want to note that I am live tweeting as well. Um, you can follow me at GSPN Podcast on Twitter. Um, I'll try to get as much content out there as possible. Another turnover. Another turnover. Oh! Oh my god. Alright, so the Knicks just tried to throw it from their own... From <laughs> underneath their own net to about the three-point line down the, the court. And of course it got intercepted. Of course it did. And the Pistons ran it back for an alley-oop. And it was, it was nice. I think that was Drummond in there. And he, he yammed it. He threw it down. That was pretty nice. Oh, man. Drummond just bodied Lopez, but Felton got in there. I think that's Felton. And he just stole it down low. Once Drummond brought it down below his shoulders, Felton just stripped it out and put it in. That's what she said. Alright, so what I'm going to do right now, since this game is not entertaining and has no implications on it, it's right after the All-Star game, playoffs are not on the line for either of these teams, no matter the outcome of this game, I'm going to switch over and talk to, um, not talk to, but talk about um, the NFL and the Super Bowl and some storylines going over there right now. I'll check in with this game and keep you updated and stuff. Um, if anything notable happens, we can address that. But um, Well, let's start with the, uh, the Super Bowl. We have the Broncos. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them Peyton Manning-led or, 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 or the Broncos featuring Peyton Manning um, versus Cam Newton and the Panthers. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, I think the Broncos will cover. Absolutely. And I think they might even outright win. Um, I sort of compare this game 
the feeling leading up to this game, sort of like uh, the Seahawks-Denver Super Bowl a few years ago when everyone and their mother thought the Broncos were going to blow out the Seahawks. The Seahawks had the best defense, and defense wins championships, so they won. The Broncos have the best defense. I don't think you can really argue that. Um, and I don't think Cam Newton is the, the kind of quarterback who can figure out a defense and pick you apart um, like Peyton can. Even though Peyton can't throw the ball more than six and a half yards, um, he, he still is smarter than Cam Newton. And that's not a knock on Cam Newton because he's very good. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. Um, uh, and let me say this. The Panthers are the more complete team. Their, their defense is might be second in the league, third in the league. Best linebackers by far in the league. Um, their O-line is unbelievable. Unbelievable offensive line. So they get that running game going. Um, but then you have Cam Newton slinging the ball. Literally, it's a sling. It's not a throw. He slings it across the field. Uh, it's it's like me throwing a golf ball. I'm about five eleven. Throwing just I could zip a golf ball pretty fast. I mean, it's not that impressive. I'm just saying that's what it looks like when Cam Newton just slings this football around there. Um. So I say the Broncos will cover. Um, I think right now the over-under is 45. I think it should be under. I think that's the smartest bet. Um, uh, the prop bets, I don't know, I always think, I always do the heads or tails and the Gatorade. I don't do the, um, the National Anthem time uh, but I do the Gatorade and the heads or tails. Heads or tails, it's really a game time decision. I don't put that in with a bookie or anything. I'll say, hey, buddy, whoever I'm watching it with, I want blank, heads or tails. It's really just a vibe thing. And the Gatorade, I think if it's the Broncos that win, I think you got to go red. I think if it's the Panthers that win, it's going to be purple. Don't know why. No rhyme or reason. That's just how it's going to be. That's. I don't guarantee a lot of things. Those are two guarantees. Okay. Red for the Broncos. Purple for the Panthers. Um, but that's all I want to talk about with the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is. It's overanalyzed. It's a pretty simple game. It's defense against defense. Um, usually almost every year. Last year it wasn't the Patriots. That was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm 24 years old, so I haven't seen all of them. I've seen a few. I've seen a couple. Um, a handful. And that was the best Super Bowl I've seen. The, the closest one that comes to memory in terms of excitement would be the uh, Steelers versus Cardinals when Santonio Holmes caught that touchdown in the corner of the end zone, kept his two feet in. That was pretty remarkable. Um, the two Giants wins, 
they just absolutely piss me off. Because as an Eagles fan, I hate the Giants. And as a Patriots fan, I guess they lost to the Giants on two, I don't want to say fluke plays because they were amazing plays, but two very lucky plays. And Giants fans will definitely chirp me about the Manningham one because Eli made the perfect throw. But you can't tell me that when he threw the ball, he meant to throw it right where the ball landed. He, I don't even think he saw Manningham when the ball was released from his hand because he was getting hit as soon as the ball left his hand. So I'm going to reserve judgment and say that that was a little bit of, of luck on that one. But anyway, the Super Bowl, whatever. I, uh, I'd like to talk about the Patriots a little bit. Um, as you guys probably know, they they were they were on a tear this year. They were on a tear until one play happened, and then their whole season went downhill. Basically, that one play was when their punt returner Harper um, that he muffed a punt in Denver, and then from that play on. Gronk went on to get hurt. C.J. Anderson went on to score a game-winning touchdown. And the Patriots just did not look right since. They um, they lost to, let's see, the Eagles and then the Jets and then the Dolphins and didn't end up getting home field advantage. Now, there's a lot you could say about that. You could say... Bill Belichick was trying to keep the Patriots healthy. You could say that um, they thought that they would have still won the AFC, even having to go to Denver or Pittsburgh or wherever they would have had to go. Actually, they only ever would have had to go to Denver because they were only the two seed. But um, you, you have to believe if the Patriots tried to win the Dolphins game, or just didn't fucking lose the Eagles game. Like, the Eagles game was very winnable. And this is coming from a half half of an Eagles fan saying that. Very, very winnable. I mean, you didn't have to do that stupid onside kick. Uh, I mean, a punt block for a touchdown, and then a pick six for a touchdown. <sighs> Those are two extremely, extremely avoidable plays. And the fact that they happened in the same game is just absurd. You can't let that happen. The Jets game, um, I don't know what you could really say about that game. They they just lost. They picked the they picked to kick off in overtime, which I know you have Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing it for the Jets, but I mean, stop trying to be too fancy, Bill. You take the ball, you go down and score with the greatest quarterback ever, and you win the game. And if you win the game, you would have home field advantage. It's very simple. Very, very simple. So, um, let me get back to the basketball game real fast. The first quarter just ended 27-15. It was an interesting play. 
because the guard shot the three as time expired. And as time expired, the ball was in the air and Drummond sort of funneled it into the net. And I don't know if they called it. I think they're reviewing this. Yeah, they're reviewing this now. Or maybe they're letting it go. So now it's 30 to 15. It looked like he funneled it into the into the net. He put his arms up as like a barrier so the ball couldn't not go in. But he definitely touched the ball after the light had gone off. So that's interesting. Um, so that went to commercial break. I'll keep talking about the... Um, the Patriots. Um, so, like like I was saying, they they shot themselves in the foot. I don't want to say if it was Bill Belichick's fault, fault, or if the players just I don't, I don't know checked out because they were just trying to stay healthy, which never works, by the way. If you're going out there trying to stay healthy instead of trying to win you will almost always be guaranteed to get hurt. That's just a fact. That's that's how it will always happen. Um, Like you can see it in in the Dolphins game, for example. They were trying to play it safe. I think Brady threw the ball five times in the first half, which is ridiculous. That's basically saying, we're the Patriots and we're letting you win this game. So here, take it. Um, and, and we just want to get out of here healthy, and Tom Brady still almost got hurt. I'm not sure who hit him. I don't think it was Sue. I think it was someone else, but um, that just proves my point, where if you're, if you're trying to stay healthy, it will not work. Um, so I actually follow this website called Barstool Sports, and... It's very good. If, if you don't read it, you probably should. It's a great time killer at work. These guys are very funny. Um, but they just published a story about Johnny Football. Now, I'm sure you guys know who Johnny Football is. He's the biggest sensation coming out of um, college last year. Um, to play quarterback in the NFL, he went to Texas A&M. He's a uh, he's a mobile quarterback. He's an exciting quarterback. He he gets a lot of buzz because off the field he's very popular. Um, I mean any any starting quarterback, any starting Heisman winning quarterback at a big program like Texas A&M is going to be popular. But he just took it to another level, like. When he would score, he would do this money symbol that would be his his um, celebration. He was he was money Johnny Football, money Manziel. And since he got to the NFL, he's just absolutely. It's almost as if he didn't want to play in the NFL, and he's trying to fuck his fuck up his way out of the league. And that's honestly what it seems like because he's just made so many bad decisions. He's gone to rehab. He's literally gone to Vegas and put on a costume so people wouldn't recognize it's him. 
in Vegas because his coach and his team has told him, stop partying in the season. Uh, you need to concentrate more and get in the meeting rooms. And he just has to go to Vegas. He has to do it. So that's just an example of how fucking stupid this guy is. He he just got arrested, I guess, for um, domestic violence with his girlfriend. And there are reports saying that he told his girlfriend to shut up or I'll kill us both after he forced her into a car, hit her, and dragged her by the hair. Now, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. Um, especially after the league is trying to crack down. First of all, it's never a good thing to do to say this or hit a girl or anything like this. But especially if you're in the NFL and the NFL just went through the Ray Rice scandal, just went through the uh, Greg Hardy scandal, and they're trying to uh, eliminate that from their branding. That's, that's not smart. Uh, especially if you're trying to compete for a starting job in Cleveland. I mean, it's, like I said, he's an idiot. He's just literally making, almost like he's making a conscious effort to, to, to not play in the league anymore. I, I don't get it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, it almost seems kind of like, I know he's Johnny Football, and he had the best time in college I think anybody could possibly have ever had in college. Um, but it's kind of sad because he's just, this is a downward spiral of epic proportion that nobody has ever seen before. Like, I, I saw this report and I first thought, who has done this to their career faster? Like, this, this was just his second year in the league, second complete year. And he was already, the second year, he was suspended from his team or, or, or he was benched. He was benched from, from starting in a game that his team really needed uh, or could have won. I don't think they needed any games this year. but um, He was benched in a winnable game. Um, and, and I'm trying to think about across all sports. I guess um, Brian Bosworth, his career uh, torpedoed pretty quickly. Um... And that was because of his own actions and mixed with bad play. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Like, you could say there are busts in the NBA or busts in any sport, like Kwame Brown. He's a bust. He didn't torpedo his career. Like, he, he didn't make boneheaded plays that I'm aware of. He just, he just stunk. Um... So I'm having a really hard time figuring out who could have just lost it quicker than Johnny Football. It's always interesting to see the rise and decline of people who have um, either had nothing and went to having it all, or 
had it all, and now they're going to having nothing. Sort of like that uh, going, or, or that, I think it's called Broke, 30 for 30 on Netflix right now, where all these uh, former professional athletes are who have accumulated tens of millions of dollars are absolutely broke right now. Like They've been at the top of the mountain, and now they're in the deepest gully. So, I, I don't know. I always find that interesting. Um, but, yeah, if you can... I'm, I'm genuinely curious about that. If you can think of someone who's torpedoed their career more quickly than Johnny Football, let me know. Tweet at me. It's at uh, GSPN Podcast. I'm, I'm genuinely interested in figuring that out. There, I just tweeted it out. So, we'll have to have another discussion about that. Um, So, I apologize that this game is not good tonight. Um, We'll have to make up for that tomorrow night. Um, And I'm not sure when this podcast is even going to be live on iTunes. I think it can take anywhere between 48 hours to two weeks to get up there, so... Um, and I think that's just for the original, the first podcast, and this is my first podcast, so we'll see how long it takes, um, but I'm going to see if we can see games for tomorrow night, which is the 5th, oh, we got Philadelphia, Washington, we could do that one. Because Philadelphia, as bad as they are, according to their record, uh, they're very exciting. They are an exciting team to watch. We have Chicago, Denver, Boston, Cleveland. Boston, Cleveland would be pretty good. Indiana, Atlanta would be pretty decent. Um, Let's see what else. San Antonio versus Dallas. I thought Dallas was supposed to be good this year. They're 28 and 24. I thought they were supposed to be top four in the West. What the hell happened? San Antonio is probably going to murder them. Oh, and just popped up on ESPN. No charges. Filed, no charges filed in latest Manziel incident. Police will not charge Browns quarterback Johnny Manziel, even though police report released Thursday that he allegedly struck his ex-girlfriend several times during an incident at a Dallas hotel last Saturday. Um, Manziel told TMZ Sports on Thursday about the claims, quote, it didn't happen. Hmm. It's interesting. That's a 
weird story to make up. That's a pretty dark story just to make up. So we'll see what, what comes of that. I guess nothing's going to come of it, but weird. Weird. Okay. Hmm. So yeah, tomorrow we could do the Sixers game. Um... the Spurs game or the Boston versus Cleveland game um, or we could do a different sport I'm checking out everything right now uh, see there are some good games on uh, in hockey tomorrow I just I don't know, I feel like if I'm bad at basketball right now, because I don't know the, the players very well, I'm going to be even worse at hockey. Uh, the score for the game right now, by the way, is 41-20 to 20 with 6.50 to go in the second. Uh, Detroit just got an and one. Stanley Johnson's going back to the line to complete the and one. Right here, fouls on uh, Sasha Vukovic. Vukovic? Um, yeah, and it looks like my prediction from earlier was right. This is going to absolutely just blow. Most likely going to be done at halftime. We'll see. I don't know. I'm kind of liking this, so uh, if I can continue to find stuff to talk about, I'll keep going. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. But back to the NHL. There are good games on, but... I don't want to just waste everyone's time by just sort of going over what I went over tonight and then just basically being an announcer for hockey but not knowing the names. That would be that would be awful. I'm not going to lie. That, that wouldn't be good for anyone involved. Um, apparently there are no college basketball games tomorrow at all, which is odd. That can't be true. There's no way. Oh, there are games, okay. There are games that are just not very good. Unless you're into a uh, you know, Dartmouth at Penn, Columbia at Yale, Cornell, Brown. Uh, yeah, I could see why they wouldn't advertise these games. Harvard at Princeton. St. Peter's at Siena. Central Michigan at Akron. Ryder at Niagara. Fairfield at Monmouth. Iona at Canisius. Yeah, those are pr some pretty bad games. So it looks like it'll be basketball again tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, I really think that uh, the Boston versus Cleveland game would be best. Maybe I'll do a little bit of, um, maybe I'll get two screens going or do some back and forth because both of those games are going to be interesting. 
Um, and tomorrow is Friday, so maybe I'll have a guest on here or or something like that. Um, I've been talking to some friends. They they'd love to come on the podcast. It was just a matter of uh, when I was going to start this. So, um, yeah, this is um, a very, very bad game. And I I don't know if this is good while listening to it, but um, this must be a pretty boring podcast right now. Simply because I'm, I'm just babbling. I'm not talking about anything of importance, just a bad basketball game, talking about some football in the middle of a basketball game, doesn't make sense, um, but hopefully tomorrow will be better, I'll get one under my belt, and uh, progress would be the word, um, so yeah, this game is essentially over. It's 48 to 21 with 558 to go in the second. It's it's over a 20 point game and it's not even halftime yet. It's it's a 27 point game. And it's not even halftime yet. The next the next blow there's no other way to put it. And and the worst part is, they're not exciting. Like, the Sixers, there may be a little hometown bias there. The Sixers are exciting. The Sixers are bad, not because they're bad. They're bad because they turn the ball over. They have decent defense, and not the best offense, but it's an exciting offense. Um, so if I had to choose one team to watch... It wouldn't be this New York team, even though their record suggests they're a better team than the Sixers. It would absolutely be the Sixers. Um, but this has just been absolutely brutal. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to continue this anymore. Um, I, I appreciate you guys stopping by to listen. Um, check for uh, some more podcasts throughout the week throughout the month i'm not sure when this will officially be up but i'll try to do at least a podcast a, a, a day or a podcast a night so you guys can um have something to listen to um but yeah besides that follow me on twitter i'll be tweeting out things anything sport related or um just general things i think you guys should should generally be aware of uh, just follow me at Twitter. It's GSPN Podcast at GSPN Podcast. Um, so until next time, I will see you guys later. Good night.